This, 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 this is mythical. Nicole, you're all about that Mediterranean food, right? Of course. I actually made the most incredible chicken souvlaki for dinner last night. I made a little salad with tomatoes, cucumbers, onions. I sprinkled some feta on there, and I made a little wrap. It was so, so good. I have so much feta cheese in my fridge at all (laughs) times. Like Mediterranean food, Greek food specifically, is one of Julia's favorites. It's one of my favorite ways to cook and also favorite ways to eat. Now you can taste the Mediterranean at Whole Foods Market. Get those Mediterranean-inspired flavors and save on Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie, and ground lamb. It's a store-wide flavor-packed journey. Go now and save on regionally inspired selections through March 19th. Dude, I love me some Whole Foods ground lamb. I was doing yeah, smash burgers the other day. A little harissa mayo on there. Lamb. Ooh, you can make kefteres. You make locanico. God, I want some lamb. You can find sales on animal welfare certified meat like boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, and more. Yeah, save on seafood too while ordering whole branzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. I got a branzini from there and let me tell you I stuffed it with parsley, garlic, lemon, fresh oregano and it was absolutely Branzini delicious. is plural. It would be one Branzino. Is that true? I'll show myself out. Yeah, it actually is. Oh my gosh, I had no <laughs> idea. I've been calling it Branzini slash Branzino just like willy-nilly. Boom roasted. Just like my fish, huh? <laughs> and their wines from the sun-soaked Mediterranean start at just $8.99. That's $8.99 for some bomb, bomb wine. Sip from the vineyards of Spain, Greece, and Italy. I will, Nicole. Check out 365 by Whole Foods Market and stock up on wallet-happy Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and more. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Are you tired of losing your poor meatballs on top of spaghetti all covered in cheeses when somebody sneezes? Try meatloaf, it's basically the same thing. Or is it? This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Inayeti. And Nicole, today we're talking about meatballs. I didn't, wait, side note, I did not understand the reference of the first part with the meatballs and the sneezes. Well, sometimes, Nicole, when your meatball is sitting on top of spaghetti, you lose it when somebody sneezes. I don't understand the reference. On top of spaghetti, all covered in cheese. Sing it with me, Nicole. There's sat my poor meat, the ball, when somebody sneezes. I think I said there sat instead of I lost. I think they lost. It's a children's song. It's oh, fun. It's for the kids. Cool. We had a teacher in fourth grade who, instead of teaching math, would sing songs on his guitar, and wow. then none of us learned math for a whole year. This is real. That's awesome. Parents intervened years later. They were like, yo, I get you're a failed musician. That's cool for you. But uh-huh. like, you got to teach math. Yeah. Some of the songs he sang were racist, too. I had a really bad math teacher named Mr. Hamburger, and now I'm in the food industry, so. Well, hey, did something right. Anywho, uh, today we're talking about, is meatloaf just a long meatball? And this came up for a couple reasons, Nicole. Okay, what are the reasons? Okay, one reason I saw a tweet uh, that Mm -hmm. was an Australian person saying that they just learned about meatloaf. And thought that it was an American prank trying to convince international (laughs) people that that's what American food was. America's just one big prank. (laughs) American, yeah, but meatloaf is a delight. So I was mad about that. And then I had had one other experience, and this is going to come 
Full circle. Okay. Uh, I went to a restaurant opening with Julia, a place called Lavo. Very fancy, very vibey. Meatloaf on the menu. I'm gonna uh, vomit. Or wait, hold on. Did they have meatloaf on the menu, Nicole? That's a good question because I think they did, and other other people think they did not. Hmm. They have a one pound meatball. Ah. They have a one pound meatball, and it is an absolute delight. Julia loves meatballs. I make them like you know. How much once is a, a week. pound? Like in terms of like weightage, so I can like feel it in my. In terms head. of weightage, a pound is a pound. Okay, so Nicole, a pound is the weight. No, I know, I know, but Nicole is holding a coconut Lacroix. (laughs) Um, Water is roughly sixteen ounces of water equals one pound of weight. Yeah, a pound is a pound the whole way around. Yeah, uh, so this is how much it weighs. Yeah, now Nicole is holding a tall boy of liquid death. Okay, which is sixteen ounces, which is indeed a pound. But (laughs) but a pound of of meatball. Mm. I mean, that's big. Yeah, it is significantly bigger than a normal Mm. meatball. Was it completely round, or did it have was like a mountain? A mound. Was it a round mound? Oh, could you consider it a loaf? (laughs) But that's what I was getting to. I think that once a meatball gets to a certain size, Uh it is effectively a meatloaf. And one pound, to me, I don't know if that's big enough to qualify for meatloaf. I would say it's an individually portioned meatloaf. Hmm. But the the sexiness gap, there's something in food we call the sexiness gap. <laughs> yeah, it's for like, sure. It's like the Big Mac index on international uh-huh. economics. Uh huh. Okay. The sexiness gap between meatloaf and meatballs is massive because Lavo, sexy, sexy restaurant that we went is to. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's like sexy. And, oh, my God, the retractable roof. This sounds like a Lavo there's a retract. There's a retractable roof? Oh, yeah, dude. And, I'm like, the place. I was just, they come, o- they come over with a cocktail that is, you know, like, they pull up the cloche and smoke evaporates Freaking out of cool, it. Freaking cool, man. Oh, so cool. But they can never get away with serving a meatloaf, right? That's not sexy food, but a meatball. Balls yeah, are sexy. It's so interesting how meatballs are sexy, but meatloaf is like the the antithesis of sexy. I know, right? Loaf is not a sexy word. Ball, so sexy. But y- you got to agree that they're same. <laughs> that it's the same thing, right? Uh, you could take the same mixture. When someone says like, "Let me show you my loaf," you know, <laughs> that's not sexy. When someone, you know what I mean? <laughs> finish a sentence. No, Bet you can't finish a sentence. I don't know where it was going. You're weak. I want to um, stop. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know, because when you think about it, you could take the meat mixture, whatever it is, right? And mm. you could form it into a loaf. You could form it into a ball. You could form it into like a like a flat, I don't know, like a sheet. A hamburger? Meat sheet. Oh, meat sheet? Meat, meat sheet, sheet. That's sexy. Hamburger puck. Didn't so, we? We once made a meat sheet and then used that as like a tortilla to wrap around carne yeah, asada. Yeah, that was one of the proudest, my proudest moments, like watching you cook. Like I was like. This guy's like legit. Yeah, we made a sheet of raw ground meat and then wrapped carne asada and beans up in it and then baked it. And it looked exactly like a burrito. I was so proud of you at the moment. I'm like, that was I'm incredible. working for someone who's like actually <laughs> knowing what they're doing. <laughs> Truly. I like. That, I, I don't know how long I was working for you at that point. Like, I think I was there for like, well, like six months. Yeah. I'm like, eh. But then I saw you that. I'm like, oh, okay. That was when sense. you recognized my genius. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I was like, this guy's cool. But yeah, I don't know, honestly. The difference between a meatloaf and a meatball, there is no difference, right? Well, in or the is okay, there? in the American context, because let's talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about meatballs in the American context, we are probably talking about Italian polpette. Polpette. Polpette or polpettini, which mm-hmm. like that, there's a whole Al-bondigas. history. Albondigas. 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 <laughs> Chatbollar in Swedish. Chatbollar. Chatbollar. Uh, what do you call them in, in Farsi? I've kofta? No. Well, kofta shefte, is like. Shefte. 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 And like kofta is what they call it in a lot of the Middle East, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have kefteres in Greece. Uh, you have sukune in Japan. Like meatballs. Sukune is, mm-hmm. sukune is great. Oh, do they like hand chop the chicken yeah, for the yeah. meatballs? And skewer, dude. 
point is, like, meatballs all around the world are a delicious, sexy food, and they date back, like, thousands of years. And they even look at, like, the meatballs in, in pho, right? There's Vietnamese yeah, meatballs. Love like those. There's so many processed ground meats shoved into balls, but when we're talking about, like, you know, a one-pound meatball at Lavo, that is Italian polpette, and, like, in Italy, it is a somewhat, quote-unquote, authentic dish, whatever that means to you, started mm. in likely South Italy, right? But, like, nobody eats them on spaghetti. I remember when my Italian roommates, when they found They're out that— They're separate, right, a lot yeah. of the time? Like, it's, it's a bowl of, gra- bowl of gravy. Bowl of gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, we, we watch The Sopranos <laughs> in here. I've never watched an episode of The Sopranos, Gabba but Gabagool yourself to. a gun, Nicole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? They eat the—meatballs and pasta yeah. aren't eaten together. Yeah, they're and, separate. Yeah, and my Italian roommates were like— why would you eat them together? There is bread in the meatball. There is bread in pasta. Why mm. together? And I was like, I honestly don't have an answer. There is no answer. I don't even think American go opulence, American glut- gluttony. Yeah, it's like kind of part of it, right? Yeah. It's like a you know Italian immigrants they moved to America in the early 20th century or mm-hmm. maybe late 19th century, and there was just like a ton of available beef due to like Chicago meat packing, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Anyway, point is like meatballs from the Italian context got really big. In America, at that point, at the same time, meatloaf, like the first meatloaf recipes came out in like 1870. I don't know what it is. It's something about, you're right, just like food that is round and circular is so much more attractive. I don't know what it is. Is it to you? It is to me, yeah. Okay, like when is the last time you ate mate, ate mate? When's the last time you mated with a meatloaf? (laughs) When's the last time you ate or made a meatloaf? No, I, I mean, we don't, I don't, my family does not enjoy meatloaf. Have you never made a meatloaf? I've made it. Wh- have I made it? No, I didn't make it. Debbie made it. And I saw her. Why'd Debbie make a meatloaf? She had people Debbie, over. what are you doing? And it was a really delicious meatloaf. Was it like an ironic, like Americana menu? No, I don't know. I think, I think she just knew how to make it. So she made it and it was delicious. But I've never, in good faith, <laughs> put meat in the shape of a log and then baked it. Like, Why do you sound like you're on trial right now? I don't know. I don't know. I think I've been watching a lot of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard. Like, oh, yeah. oh, let's get into that. No, I don't need to. But um, it's it's just I've just never done it. You know, I've done it for work. Would you like to? <sighs> What's stopping you? <sighs> I don't know. Something about the free form meat on a sheet freaks me out. It doesn't look great when you it's just ugly. bake it off. Yeah. Like, I understand why meatloaf is se- is less sexy than balls. Yeah. And then you can also put it in like a tin and like you could bake it like that. But like also like all of the water, like it's like like all the water like seeps out. There's a layer of oil on the top. Like yeah. I don't know. There's something the about. The scum. There's a lot of like scum yeah. and albumin leaking out of the loaf. It's Oh, I actually made, I did one time make a turkey meatloaf, and it was horrible. Why? Well, that's on you. That's not a meatloaf. <laughs> What'd you do to it? I don't know. I put nothing fun in it, but like it was not a good time. That's why I love meatloaf. Because you, yeah. put, you put all the fun things in it. But you can do the same with meatballs. And also, I think the surface area of a meatball gets more like, it has more browning and more of the, uh, what's the what's the term? Where it's Maillard like, reaction. Yeah, the Maillard reaction on a meatball is more so than a slice of meatloaf because you cut the meatloaf into slices and you don't have the Maillard reaction action on the sides. You only have it on the top and maybe on the bottom. True. So if you're if you're looking at like actual benefits of cookery, right? Mm-hmm. Meatballs, you're getting more of a crust, which is more of a chance to develop those brown protein flavors that we all know and love. Uh, also, like, I don't know, they're like easy to portion. They're easy to cook. Meatloaf is just like this giant wad in there. But you know how much I love soft sopping wet foods. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that I enjoy. Um, I used to make meatloaf. Like I'd probably make it maybe once every two weeks for myself. Uh, and then I moved in with Jules, and mm-hmm. she was like, 
you're making the same thing. I get it. We're buying ground turkey in bulk, but just like scoop it onto a sheet pan and make meatballs. Hmm. And so like I don't necessarily need to work through my relationship issues here, Nicole, but I miss I meatloaf because I prefer it. Why don't you make a meatloaf? I prefer because she doesn't like it. And I put her needs ahead of mine sometimes. Sometimes you have to be you selfish know? in life to get ahead. <laughs> but to me, there's something like unique about an American meatloaf. Yeah. Because somehow the rest of the world did not catch on. If any of you listeners out there know of any international meatloaf dishes, <laughs> despite the like 90 different kinds of meatball dishes, yeah, that'd what? be awesome. I, don't, I think the freeform nature, again, it freaks me out. It freaks people out. Why does it freak you out? I don't know. I don't know. Let's try and get into it. Like it dive looks like into a the hedgehog. psychology. It looks like a hedgehog. No, you're thinking about the German pork tartare dish <laughs> that they shape into a hedgehog. I've made that before too. Which is delicious. It really was we good. <laughs> it should be illegal in America. I think it is. But like, yeah, I don't think you're allowed to serve raw pork. But, get, um, get your hands out of our raw pork government. Yeah, government. I don't know. I just there's something about the way. That it cooks, that I'm like, there must be a better way to but do But what this. about, Nicole, wait, hear me out, Also, though. the brown sugar ketchup on top? Yes. What is that? What do you mean, what Ew. is that? That's a delightful sauce. It turns into a nice sticky glaze. Well, there's two different kinds of meat. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's two different kinds of meatloaf, and I'll tell you what. You got ketchup glazed in my secret. I think I have a lot of nostalgia for it because my sure. dad was yeah. just like an American white boomer Maybe dad. Maybe that's what it is. You know, and he knew how to make meatloaf a little bit, so uh-huh. I decided to, like, take that and master meatloaf mm-hmm. as my, like, best dish when I was like... 11, 12 years old, I was the meat master. You were my, you were meatloaf master? Yeah, I was an 11 no, no. year old meatloaf you master. You were master meatloaf. I was little n- n- master meatloaf. And I, Nicole, I took so much pride in the meatloaves that I would make. Don't mind that. Uh-huh. I would take so much pride in the meatloaves that I would make. I would like, you know, add the dehydrated onions. I'd sweat down my aromatics, the mirepoix. I'd add a little bit of tomato paste, my glaze. It was Trader Joe's organic ketchup because it was right across the street from our apartment, mixed with brown sugar, mixed with balsamic vinegar, and then inexplicably, Nicole, I would put sesame seeds on it. Oh, it's almost like a hamburger. Yeah, it makes sense. But it was fancy because it was a meatloaf. Oh my God, the Trader Joe's ketchup honestly sells it. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. There's something about like, it's... It's the breadcrumbs and the egg. That's and, a meatball. And the ha- and I know. That's I a know, meatball. I have my own. I have my own indiscretions with meatball. <laughs> That's a meatball. It's the same thing. Nicole, Nicole. You take the meatball mixer and you shape that into a loaf and you bake it and that's that's what they did on Lavo. I think Nicole, they're just... fancy. I, th- I was sitting next to. Hold on, I'm I'm speaking. I was sitting next to at least three cast members of Selling Sunset that oh night. Oh my god. Honey, I see that I see the promos for it, and I want to watch it so bad. But I'm like, I'm going to lose brain cells if I watch. I was this. sitting next to the blonde one, the blonde one, and, and the, the short, weirdly buff one. Oh yeah, okay, I know exactly. He's who got all a short, weirdly buff brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh-huh. Oppenheimers. And yeah, they that's were there. the name of the group. And they were eating a meatloaf. I'm calling it a meat. You you put a pound of meat in a ball and you bake it. That's a loaf. The sexy Oppenheimer twins were eating meatloaf, <laughs> and I and I think that to me that's an opportunity. To rebrand meatloaf as a sexy food. Damn, I don't know. I just can't make it sexy. What can I do? Nicole, what can I do for you (laughs) to sex up this meatloaf? What can I do to you to brand meatloaf as a sexy food that you would like to eat? Tell me. Change the name. Okay, let's let's brainstorm right now. Let's brainstorm right now. Uh, uh, Steak brick. Uh, (laughs) uh, Oh, well, I mean, like log is a sexy word. Meat log. Like that is <laughs> a big sexy. Maybe we should get rid of the meat. Why don't we just call yeah, yeah. it the blank? Okay, the wait, hold on. So the Dwayne the Rock Johnson, the Rock. This is okay, but he started. Well, his private chef started a standalone 
thing at the Westfield Century City Mall, the fanciest mall. Which one? It's what? called Breek. This is actually a good case study. What there is, is this? Nicole. Okay, there's. If you go into that mall, we, the, I, I go love to that, that mall, mall every single the best week. Food. What are you talking about? I eat about? a hot pot at that mall all the time. Um, it's by one of the parking garages. It looks almost like uh, an Apple store, but painted lavender. And it uh. has like a weird gilded logo of like a brioche toast. And it's Breek. B-R-I-Q-U-E. Oh, brick toast? No, it's not brick toast. It is simply Breek. And what it is, Nicole, is they serve one thing. And it is Dwayne The Rock Johnson's favorite cheat meal. It is a giant brick of French toast. So it's egg custard, all that. And then on top of it are like coconut chips, maple agave syrup, and like peanut butter. And that's the only thing to serve. But Yum. Right? You wouldn't have any way to title that dish other than just calling it something made up. And they made up brique. It's French. It's sexy. Have I ever seen anybody in that store? Not even close, except Never. for me. Because Julie <laughs> and I get, saw it. Oh, yeah. Did you we got get it? it? Was oh, it was, so good? Of course. Yeah, it the was great, coconut dude. chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was yeah, like yeah, the yeah. coconut chips were like salted, too. Ooh. It was just a delight. Um, that said, you take something like Breek, you know, and you just add that to like, you know, meatloaf. And you just call it like the freak. Freak loaf. <laughs> freak loaf. Just let me freak. You know what I mean? Like Honestly, we can have freak loaf sounds much better than meatloaf. Yeah. Can we get Chris Angel? I think <laughs> Chris mind, Angel no. mind freak loaf. No, we can't make it the mind freak loaf. We must. Oh, Chris Angel actually he has a restaurant. What's it called? It's okay. Wait, no. Can someone Google what Chris Angel's restaurant's called? Because it was just a series of letters with no vowels, and it was like subulp. It was like CBLP or something, and it made no sense. That said, I would what? absolutely go. What was it in go. Vegas or something? Cabulp. <laughs> What? Chris <laughs> Angel's breakfast, lunch, and pizza? Cabalp? We can order pickup. Nothing makes sense about <laughs> any of this breakfast, lunch, and pizza. The three meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and pizza. We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? I think it is. Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game, slugger. With the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast, you can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work. Having a blast in traffic. Having a blast while you file your taxes. No, really, we mean it when we say anywhere. With Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice-cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time, with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 18 plus. Subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com and 61524. Void where prohibited. Do you reckon? <laughs> do you think that? Okay, back to the original question. What's up? Is meatloaf just a long meatball? <sighs> yeah. Right? It is. No, it is. I just hate that it is, but, but length, it is. But like length matters. You know, and I'm saying it's not when it's too long, it's not sexy. We need short, little, discreet balls, and that's what makes it sexy. 
it's the length that really makes it not sexy. I'm serious. I'm so glad my cool. parents don't listen to this podcast. You're treating this as a joke. If my parents listen to this podcast, they would pull me out. Hey, Morris like, and Shella, I'll like, text you the link. Like, you guys know how, like, they, like, pull out, like, what's it called? They extract people from, like, <laughs> unsafe situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be my parents uh-huh. right now. They do a little forceful <laughs> intervention. Uh huh. We're gonna talk about. They would likes. extract me from this podcast room. Like they might have. You're that. coming with us. <laughs> I'm getting you home. Like they did in Fargo. I didn't. I haven't seen Fargo, it's but I have bad uh, listened to a bunch of co- podcasts about cults, and that's what they do. They send in an extractor, <laughs> and they drag him out, and they're like, "No, I want to stay with like Lord Xenor or whatever. He's making me sell jellies and jams, and we don't get to sleep. And there's <laughs> and every time I take the pills at breakfast, it makes me feel funny. You know, cults are not a joke. But Josh, no, but like, yes, in all all intents and purposes, is that the thing? All intents and purposes. For all intensive purposes. For all Nicole, intensive. The purposes are intensive. For all intensive purposes. The most intensivest of purposes. For all intents and purposes. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. I just hate, I just don't like the fact that it is, but it is what it is. And what am I to do to stop it? Nothing. We need Chris Angel on board. Do we know what he's doing today? Because I'm pretty sure his restaurant shut down. And no, we need you can order. No, no, no. You can order a pickup. Oh, can you really? Was that an option for Cabell? <laughs> yes, and it's in Nevada. Um, Dude, one, he's not doing anything today. I know people. I feel like Chris Angel was given the Nickelback treatment where people have made him into a bit of a punchline. But like, actually, both Chris Angel and Nickelback kind of dope at their peak. I, can we all agree on that? I listen to Nickelback at home sometimes. Yeah. And you, I'm not ashamed of you it. You know why people even know who the hell Nickelback is? Because they're really good at what they do. I hate how people If they were just a bad band, nobody would know them. Creed? I don't care. They had a sound that I don't care I don't for care, them. I don't care for Creed. They had a sound that no... But <laughs> I, I love Chad Kroger. That's the, lead yeah. singer, that's the lead singer's name. And Scott Stapp from Creed. They were both icons. Scott Stapp, Chad Kroger, Chris Angel. We need to get this triumvirate on board, Nicole. To, to advocate for not for not for meatballs, but for for freak loaf. <laughs> we need to get Chris Angel, Chad Kroger, and Scott Stapp. One, Scott Stapp does need money. He put out just like an Instagram video of him going like, hey, I, I'm in a bad place. I really need money. Really? Yeah, it's actually pretty sad. But 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 this could go from sad to happy mm-hmm. because we have an opportunity for him. Freak loaf? Because here's the thing. When you make meatballs, <laughs> Nicole, yes. you, you're probably making them what? Like, you know, let's say an eighth of a pound at a time. You get eight meatballs into a pound. I like meatballs. I make them. I haven't made one time. I made meatballs, and David said never make meatballs again. So I don't make meatballs anymore. Why were they so bad? They were. I didn't put or any. Or is he just mean? No, he's not mean. He was honest. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> he did. I didn't put any breadcrumbs in it. I didn't put any eggs in it. It was just like straight meat and like spices. And he got. Really I thought you like cooked. <laughs> What did you just not have it? Because I've I've been there where I like don't have breadcrumbs and I'm like rummaging through my old expired cracker drawer in the fridge and I'm like, what can I buzz up in a food processor? I know how to cook. It was just at that time I'm like, maybe we don't need all the binders and stuff. It was just like straight meat and then he ate it. He's like, Yeah. Don't make these anymore. And I said, Okay, I'm sorry. You, the other day I was making meatballs and I didn't have any breadcrumbs. I thought I had breadcrumbs. I didn't and I didn't want to, you know, admit to Jules that I just forgot to get uh-huh. out of the store. And so I took like Everybody in LA has freezer burnt pita bread from Zenku chicken in their freezer. I do. Because Mine's wh- not from Zenku, but I do have freezer burnt. Yeah, it just yeah. it happens. When you order specifically from Zenku, because I always get multiple family meals, they'll give you like 16 pita breads. Yes, and lot. I'm like one person. Yes. Uh, and so I took some freezer burnt pita and just blended it up while it was frozen. It was so burnt that it was dehydrated uh, and it worked, but it tasted like freezer. Mm. Yeah, which wasn't great. Okay, so we got Scott Stapp, <laughs> Chad Kroger, and Chris Angel. 
all on board to celebrate Freak Loaf. We do like a viral activation where we have, you know, I mean, obviously we get Stappy and Krogs. They're on the vocals. You know, we get a backup band. We're not going to have any budget left for backup bands. So it's mostly just going to be like Maggie with the guitar. (laughs) You know what I mean? Maggie, you play guitar? I can play the tambourine. Maggie, that's great, Nicole. Don't make this about you. And then then we get Chris Angel to make a Freak Loaf disappear. We make the world's largest meatloaf. <laughs> Do you like what Kim Jong-un does, you know, to get positive press for, for North Korea where he just beats random world records named Guinness there? We get the, we make the world's largest freak loaf and then Chris Angel disappears. Not, not the freak loaf. He disappears himself and then he's just gone and then people are like, what happened to Chris Angel? And then it's a true in, crime. And then he's <laughs> in the freak loaf. And then he's in the freak loaf. And then he pops out of the freak yeah, loaf yeah, yeah. and then we get the whole cast of Selling Sunset and they're just there digging in. If that doesn't raise <laughs> Meatloaf's negative reputation, I don't know what will. We have to can we crowdfund this? I think it's a great idea. I mean, if Scott Stapp couldn't just crowdfund his own rent, I don't know if, you know, maybe we can, we do, can do listen, this. We can do unbelievable things in this world. And I think the freak loaf world tour is bound to happen. Nicole, when your arms are wide open, <laughs> anything's possible, is what I'm saying. Yes, I agree. But I do also agree with the statement that. A meatloaf is just a long meatball. (laughs) And a meatball is just little itty bitties of a meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. And then a hamburger is a disc of a meatloaf. Well, well, no. Yes. Uh, Well, no. uh, Well, yeah. Hold on. I'm sorry. We didn't actually get into this. No, I'm I'm saying we didn't get into the Guy Fieri theorism of any of this. Are you talking about diners, drive-ins, and dives? Well, one, okay, the other day we worked from home and I had Triple D on for eight hours in the background. It was incredible. I was watching season 41. Are you my dad? Yeah, kind of. We could probably be in the same room for a while (laughs) together and just be silent watching Guy Fieri. Uh, No, but anytime somebody adds breadcrumb and egg to a burger, Guy Fieri just goes, well, that's a meatloaf. And they're like, no, it's my burger recipe. I've been working on it for 35 years. And Guy Fieri just goes, that's a meatloaf. And I agree with him. Yeah, I do too. I think when you make it, into are you a trying patty, to get me to like argue with you? No, I, well, no, oh, I'm, just, I'm just no, but I'm saying you, you said that you said Nicole, you said that if you make it like a disky meatloaf, that's a burger. I don't agree yeah. with that. A disky meatloaf is a, is a, that's a meat disc. No, it's, it's a hamburger. It's, a, it's not a, no a, a hamburger doesn't. It's I, a I type of hamburger. It's, it's yeah, a it might type, be a type of hamburger. Of hamburger. Can we, can we, can we put on anything? Egg, who puts eggs in hamburger meat? I don't know people. And like breadcrumbs is weird. I think it is weird too. I'm gonna do it. I guess so. It probably tastes really good. Probably. It's probably just, you know, extend the life of the meat, you know? If there's one thing we've learned, it's that, uh, God, Chris Angel, what are you doing? Uh, And if there's another thing we've learned, it's that you take spices, vegetables, uh, breads, things that like thin out the protein, add flavors. You add it to to ground chopped meat. That's a really good thing that the world over loves. Agreed. However... Somehow we've all agreed that balls are the sexiest shape. So sexy. And and I'm here to concede that maybe loaves aren't. You know, but but a loaf but, of bread though, fuck me up. Well, that's what I'm saying. Bread balls. Who's eating bread balls out there? Garlic knots, you get your balls twisted in a knot. <laughs> that's called testicular torsion, and it's actually like the most it's painful, painful thing. Anyway, no, yeah. I, I've heard well, it's it happened very to a friend painful. and he had to drive himself to the hospital. Yeah. Um, Were you that? But friend? no, I wasn't that, no, but that freaks me out every time. Yeah, I'll like cross my torsion, legs too fast and get scared. Yeah, it's actually a card in uh Cards Against Humanity. Really? Yeah. What other shapes <laughs> could we possibly take? Because at this point, I understand that loaves might not be the sexiest, but is there another sexy shape? Rhombus. A rhombus? I don't rhombus know, do you know what a rhombus is, dude? No one knows what a rhombus a ro- is. And rhombus is uh, two equal sides and two equal sides. No, no, no. I believe that a rhombus is 
Um, it's a quadrilateral. It's, it's definitely quadrilateral. <laughs> but 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 I believe a rhombus has yes two pairs of symmetrical sides. That's what I just said. I know, Hater. but hold on. But the but the 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 angles are agnostic. They think there might be a god. And it's it's they, equilateral, quadrilateral. Yeah, so it doesn't have to have like right angle. It's like a right angle. A rectangle is a, a, a rhombus. Dude, we're so dumb. Dude, what is this podcast? What are we doing today? Well, I'm saying like if Chris we, Angel, rhombuses. Rhombi. F- <laughs> I'm sorry. Rhombi, that's a good Scrabble word because not a lot of things end in I. <laughs> And then you get H is worth four points and M and B are both three. So if you can hit like rhombi um, on like a, you know, triple word with maybe a couple of modifiers. Um, Maggie's <laughs> now Googling sexiest meat shapes. Oh, what about what about a ham dog? You okay, think, the ham dog. Do you think ham dogs? We're are talking about ham dogs sexy. now. So a ham dog, you're talking about just a tube of meat? <laughs> a sausage. Yeah. Right. Well, he, here's, here's where. Is a meatloaf a sausage? Oh, God. It's a free form, right? Because, like, think about sausage patties. What are sausage patties if not meatloafs? I agree with And you. what is the difference between, like, you did a burger battle. Remember the burger battle we did? You made a sausage patty. I did not. No, no. Ham- can, we, can we address this? Can we address this? Because Nicole's saying that I made a sausage <laughs> patty when I did not. I made an andouille spiced burger patty with equal parts pork and beef. Nicole, do you know what didn't? What the hell is you a know pork what didn't? burger? What do you mean it's a pork burger? It's a burger made out of pork. Do you know why? Do you know why it wasn't a sausage, Nicole? Why? Did you happen to? Sorry, you need to speak to the mic. No, I'm not going to speak to the mic because I want to get closer. Just like (laughs) I can really accost you about this. What? When did I add the salt, Nicole? When? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me when I added the salt. Speak to this microphone. Speak to mine. I think you added the salt on top before you 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 put it on the on the grill. Just before I put it on the grill, Nicole. That does not a sausage make, and that is where I believe. But wasn't there salt in the seasoning when there you put was it? not? I don't unsalted, that. unsalted seasoning. I put no thony sachets inside there. I unsalted it, and that was deliberate because I hate when burgers are sausages because they're burgers. Oh. So you can spice a burger. You just can't salt it until right before it goes on the grill. Otherwise, the meat cures. And so, 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 if we're talking our meatloaves and meatballs, sausages. No. I, no, as a radical sausage maximalist, I say, yeah. But I think anytime you pre-season ground meat, a hamburger's not because it's not pre-seasoned. <laughs> if you pre-season a hamburger, then it's a sausage. And I believe oh. that there are maybe fast food burgers out there that could qualify as sausages. Mm-hmm. I'm not out there trying to get them to rewrite the laws about mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't have Chris Angel on the side yet. We will. Once he disappears and comes out of Chad a, Kroger, comes out of a I really like Chad Kroger. Chad Kroger, come on the show. Look at this graph. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think if you're pre-salting and spicing meats and mm-hmm. adding things to them, I think that is a sausage. I think you have to either concede that or concede that a free-form sausage patty outside of casing is not sausage. Because what else are you judging it off of? What's the difference between a, a Jimmy, Jimmy Dean log of... Pork, or even think about like um, black pudding, something that has like oats in it to cut. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between that and a meatloaf? Just spice Not level? much. Not, Not much. much. All right, so they're all just sausages, I, I guess. guess. So now we need to figure out how we can get a sausage big enough for Chris Angel to disappear Oof. into and then out of. What if he gets stuck and he can't break through the giant casing? He will. He's Chris Angel. Oh, There's nothing he can't do. magic is real. Who's the other one? David Blaine? Yeah, but David Blaine's like <laughs> re- not like real. Okay, so this is David this Blaine is and be the, they're both real. 
Well, and they're spectacular. I, I mean, like Chris Angel, like he he kind of looked like a pickup artist. And I know, and that's the, hot. It's, no, okay, that's also true. If you think Chris Angel wasn't hot, you're just freaking. And then lying David Blaine was also, and then and then who's the other one? David Copperfield. He's Sexy. old school. He disappeared. The uh, Statue of Liberty. Um, but no, David Blaine. One of his magic tricks is he just eats a wine glass. And the trick is that there's no trick. He's just eating a wine glass. Yeah, my dad's friend did that one time, and he scared the living crap out of me. And I'm like, I don't want to be around you anymore, Ali. And he's like, it was a joke. And I said, don't eat glass in front of me anymore, Uncle Ali. And he's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but that's too much. No, sometimes jokes just backfire. (laughs) Ali was like, yo, she's going to dig this so much. It was so weird. He just ate. He did a lot of like cool yeah. like like things like that. Yeah. And he was like, we were at a party and one time he just went how and ate a glass. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? And I was so scared. And my mom like ushered me. She extracted me from the room. <laughs> Shall if you're outside the store trying to extract Nicole, I swear to God, I swear to God. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, Nicole, you've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Are Like Casseroles. Uh, But hey, Nicole, before we get into the Opinions Are Like Casseroles, it rhymes with asseroles, Mm -hmm. I want to tell you about a new podcast I just discovered from Mythical Entertainment called Best Friends Back All Right, starring Stevie Wynn-Levine and Nagy and Home Ifar. It's a really cool podcast. It is really good. I like to listen to it. It makes me feel like I am their friend. You know Uh, what I mean? No, I agree. Okay, so uh, Stevie and Nagy, they were best friends in high school, Mm -hmm. and then they hadn't spoken in over a decade, and then they are now reconnecting. They're going back through all old high school memories. They're talking about the D.A.R.E. program, uh, drinking at college, hiding stuff mm-hmm. from their parents, friendships, the weird cliques. Uh, it made me feel like I was back in high school and it made me it really nice, nostalgic. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I like genuinely look forward to every episode that comes out yeah. on Friday. And I'm sure listeners, if you listen, you will enjoy it as well. All right, at Stu Follett, we, <laughs> I'm currently drinking what I call Rocket League fuel. <laughs> one third Svedka, one third Sprite, one third Blue Gatorade. Uh, Nicole, Rocket League is a video game. I know. Your husband plays it? Yes. Well, yes, he yes, hasn't yes. played it in a long time because he's being a man. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm not a house. man. I'm a little boy who plays you, video games. You're a little boy who plays video games. <laughs> I will say, okay, if I'm judging this as a cocktail, uh, Sprite, 
Blue Gatorade, Svetka. I think it needs more acid to cut through a lot of that vodka. Where's the I'd blue... go squirt. Oh. Gatorade's going to hydrate you, so that's going to keep you focused. You get the electrolytes. Sprite's going to taste good, be a little fizzy. Svetka's going to get you just drunk enough to get into the Rocket League zone, which like beer pong, mm-hmm. there's a point at which you are like a little buzzed and you are better than you've ever been, mm-hmm. but then you drink one drink too much and then suddenly uh, all your nine-year-old Argentinian Rocket League teammates or just calling you names in the chat because you suck. So I get this. I would have done blue curacao. I mean, it's going to just stock blue curacao. You know, you I have it, it in my house. Do you really? Yeah. What do you make with it? I make a cocktail called the Blue Otter Pop. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really good. And one time I'll make it for you. Uh, I love that. Uh, Max, <clears throat> Max Altul124 says, I'm just going to say it. I like good instant ramen more than actual ramen. There's always just something a bit underwhelming about ramen whenever I have it at a restaurant compared to other Asian soups. And it just doesn't satisfy like the cheap stuff. Hmm. I, don't, I don't believe I can relate. Some There's something really like, uh, how do I explain it? Like, not nostalgic. It's like uh, like you're eating poor people food. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you're eating like a cup of ramen, this is like, yeah. this is, you know, hearkening back to. This is 50 cents. Yeah. I am nourishing my body with hot liquid and starch. And deeply comforting. Very on, on good. On a spiritual level. I love instant ramen. Agreed. My mom never let me have it unless it was the kosher stuff. So I really love it. Dude, we we lived off instant ramen. It would be ten yeah. for ten. It would be ten for a dollar yes, uh, with yes, the yes. bricks at like especially the ninety nine cent store. Yeah, ninety nine cent store. Ninety nine cent store would have some of the like bootleg ass flavors, which were too. so good, like the chili shrimp stuff. Uh, not even that jalapeno. Ch- they had a fettuccine alfredo flavored yes, one that I was know. just like dairy solids and awesome. Oh, so good. good. Um, so I I get the like satisfaction about that, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> maybe you're just like eating it. You know, not great ramen spots. There's something to me very spectacular about, like, a good bowl of, like, tonkotsu ramen or, like, tori python yeah. ramen. It's not my personal favorite mm-hmm. just because I – ramen tends to be very kind of, like, rich and very savory You can't have me. it all the time in my opinion. Ramen yeah. – like, crushing a bowl of ramen is, like, a once-a-month spectacular. Oh, like, very fun. an outside ramen. But, like, at home, having it once a week makes sense. Yeah. When, I, when I'm, like, like sick, ramen is one of the best foods. Oh, really? Fuzz my sick food. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that. Vietnamese – man, Vietnamese soups to me just, like, really hit different. So good, yeah. Just love the herb. Herbaceousness. True, true, true. Um, so I, you know, sometimes get it. And, and ramen went through a big, uh, is still going through a big cultural moment, you know, in America where people are like, oh my God, fancy ramen, so good. A lot of chains are coming here from Japan. Yeah. Um, so I get it. It is like a little bit overrepresented in terms of like noodle soups. Yeah. All right. At Joe Metter Jr., Pringles are just mass produced latkes and white <laughs> chocolate is closer to cocoa butter than chocolate. Okay, okay, okay. Pringles are just mass produced latkes. No. Right. So Pringles, for people who don't know, it's not a whole sliced potato chip. Uh, Like Lay's, they're just slicing potatoes and frying them, covering them in oil. Pringles, they like desiccate the potato. They grind it up into like a paste, into a dough, Mm -hmm. and then they shape it into the Pringle shape. And so I get what they're saying, that it's like a patty made from processed, but it's a stretch. But it's not fried like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Clever. You're clever. Joe, you're clever. You're and, clever I, and I man. like that. You'd be a good lawyer, and I may have run into legal trouble soon, so I might need you. White chocolate is closer to cocoa butter than chocolate. Yeah, white chocolate's like. White chocolate's chocolate. It's, I mean, I don't. But it's I not, worked at a chocolate store, and I say white chocolate's chocolate, but so what I say goes. Like it. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Taste, it doesn't taste so the chocolatey. Is white like, chocolate chocolatey? Yes. B.S. 
Do you yeah, think it's not chocolate? Do you think cocoa powder is closer to chocolate than white chocolate is yes. to chocolate? No, it's, it's not. Chocolatey. It's chocolatey. That's the flavor. Do you think cocoa nibs are closer that's to like chocolate? That's like saying a hot sauce without peppers is hot sauce. Of I course have, it is. Yeah, I have said mustard is hot sauce. So Which I, it is. <laughs> I don't know. We, we might have to discuss the white chocolate thing in an actual podcast. Rachel Baldwin says, during my freshman year of college, my roommate would consistently purchase a head of red cabbage to snack on. I would come into the living room after Zoom classes and both she and the cabbage would be perched on the couch. Thoughts? Yo, uh, I love raw cabbage. Raw red cabbage is so good. I love it. But you have to like cut it into like squares or rectangles. You can't shred it. It's not good shredded. You don't like it? The thought of it? Uh, one, I love raw red cabbage. Yo, Nicole, I brought pickled red cabbage. I'm going to right after this podcast. I don't podcast, want the pickled stuff. I want the raw I stuff. I wasn't Did offering you, you any. Stuff? I was just telling you that <laughs> oh. I, have, I have recently like eaten, munched on raw red cabbage <laughs> as I was pickling it. The pickles that you, you are not entitled to because that's my lunch from home. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> anywho, uh, there's something like it's so hard and waxy. You know, there's like I can like taste the lactobacillus on the outside of it. But it's fun. I guess it's fun. But like a cucumber, that's a nice. Oh, my God. A raw bell pepper. What a fun. I love raw raw bell peppers. One of the best raw veggies. to I agree. I agree. I just think there's there's like eight. Yeah, I was eating raw broccoli the other day for the first time in a while. And I was like, this is pretty good. good. It's like woodsy. So good. I just think there's like eight vegetables. And I'm a huge cabbage fan. I think there's like eight or nine vegetables. I would rather eat plain. Than just snack on red cabbage. Plain. I've never seen someone eat more cabbage than you, though. I must My thought. Thank you. My thoughts. <laughs> I'm so gassy. My thoughts, though, they were both perched on the couch. I'm imagining both the person, the roommate, kind of like on all fours, like a gargoyle on top of the couch <laughs> with the cabbage just next to her. Mm, maybe. Hmm. At Fagonia 2, I don't get sweet and salty snacks. Now what I'm eating is unhealthy in two ways. I'm fine with just one flavor. This is the most adventurous person in the world. I know. They're limited to one flavor in their snacks, Nicole. No, just one. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on. I, sweet and salty, also, delicious like, and yummy. You know, come on. Like, healthy, unhealthy, it's a false dichotomy, everything in moderation. But, like... People, if they think that like sugar is just bad for you, your your body like uh, breaks any sort of carbohydrate down to sugar. Correct. A thing where I didn't understand how this exactly worked until I, I think I talked to a nutritionist about it for a story. I asked whether or not ripe bananas uh-huh. had like more sugar in them than non-ripe because mm. it like tastes sweeter, right? But the caloric mm. difference, you know, it, that couldn't really change during a ripening process, could it? And they were like, it's just starch converting to sugar. Which is what happens over time. Yeah. And so it's just like, well, if you're if you're already eating starch with salt on it, that's effectively eating sugar. And so, you know, if you're really like nitpick, if you're if you are someone who's so worried about your health that you're nitpicking on that, it's just Don't like, eat snacks ever. Don't eat snacks. Yeah. Leave them to the rest of us. I was snacking on those uh, Filipino adobo flavored cracker peanuts that my buddy Emil brought from the Philippines. What? Bro, I should have brought him. I'll bring some I'll bring some tomorrow. Did I meet him? You know, like yeah, yeah. Oh, I met him, yeah. yeah he was I probably like lounging on a day bed. He falls asleep a lot. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, you and Emil could have just napped together. Oh my God, I love napping with people. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, he's such a good napper. Oh. And Cal Speak says, today at my as my hangover breakfast, I ate cottage cheese with some black pepper and a side of seaweed salad. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Would you? Um, I feel like I'm barfing. Oh, that's okay. That's what I was saying. But that could be a benefit for a hangover breakfast. Oh, like to help you barf? Yeah, like a, mm-hmm. a, what do they call it? An expectorant? Like mm. you take a medicine like that makes K-O-peptate? you cough up phlegm? Yeah, K-O-peptate. yeah. Yeah, you could just, you know, because that to me is a, I, I would eat this, oof, no, no you this wouldn't. is a pretty bad combination of things. Yeah. If I'm being honest, and listen, I understand weird hangover cravings. I often crave cold chopped liver on just like cold bread. 
when I'm hungover. So I get it. Um, but this to me is a great recipe if you're like, hey, I want to flush the system clean, start anew, you know, then I think you should Ugh. do that. So okay. it sounds like it's serving multiple purposes, and I think that's cool. At Shiny Failure, Flamin' Hot Fritos are so much better than their Cheeto cousins, and it pisses me off. It pisses me off that I'm only ever able to find them in road trip gas stations. Wait, road trip gas stations, that's a thing, right? Yeah. The best gas stations are the ones that are, like, in the middle of nowhere. No. I don't know. I like the really swank ones that have, like, Nutella. I feel like those are the ones in the middle of nowhere, though. No. Like, you're driving up the grapevine along the five up to NorCal through Bakersfield, and you're like, there's one gas station, and it's like an oasis. Really? They no. They like, natural beef jerky in there. Uh, really? I like the ones that look like there's been no human in there since 1996. <laughs> and the man at the counter is, like, he has a cowboy hat and, like, a name tag that's not his name. Yeah. Those are the ones I like to go to, the really barren, sad ones. Who did he kill for that name that's tag? That's what I'm saying. He obviously doesn't work there. He's wearing a cowboy hat on the clock. I had to, <laughs> I had to really learn to appreciate Fritos as an adult. I love Flamin' Hot Fritos mm-hmm. a lot. They're good. Cornier, cornier. Than Cheetos. That's the biggest part. You taste the corn in the Fritos. So good. Yeah, this is a good opinion. This is a great opinion. The Cody Mooney says, "Why are all of my opinions like books? They're so long." <laughs> we was just eating some chips cooked in avocado oil, and I was wondering if y'all think boutique oils are a scam. I personally don't taste the difference between KFC Fryer Sludge and Grass Fret ga- Grass Feet. This is spelled wrong. Why'd you have to call him out? You know he's saying grass-fed. Why'd you set to crap on Cody? Grass-fed, free-range oil in my chips. Also, health benefits? Three question marks. What's y'all's thoughts? Is that good? Do you want to get that clean, Maggie? That was pretty good. Uh, (laughs) I can taste the difference. I can taste the difference. I just don't think it's better. I just don't care enough to, like, mention it. Like, um, your fry or fryer oil tastes really bad. Okay. Like, can you switch it? Well, sometimes I can taste like dirty old fry oil. Yeah. And to me, that's the difference between a good filet of fish and a great filet of fish. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love filet of fish. Secret, get it extra crispy. Yeah. Well, you, but then if the fry oil is old, then it's just a good filet of fish, and you can kind of so taste good. the nuggets built up in there. Uh, but no, like avocado oil chips. God, everyone is going to always have opinions about this has shifted over time, whether margarine is good, whether margarine is bad, whether butter is good, but only grass-fed butter is good. Butter is bad, but also add it to your coffee, and I'm going to be super jacked doing CrossFit, (laughs) drinking butter coffee every day. Avocado oil is the only good thing. Olive oil is healthy, except you can't heat it to anything that would ever cook a food because then you get the cancer. Uh, Avocado oil is the best thing for you. However, 75% of avocado oil is just fake. It's a scam. There's actually a huge fraud problem with it so i don't care i don't care there's too much like information and misinformation that like the answer to everything is always just going to be i don't care eat a diverse amount of foods in moderation and listen to your body that is the only diet advice if you want to eat the chips eat the chips that make you the happiest you know Mm. And then, like, figure out the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. The avocado oil chips are never going to be the thing that is going to push you from, like, health to unhealth. Sure. No, you're right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like shooting a BB gun at, like, a tank. It's just, like, it's a little ping off the glass. Do tanks have glass? I don't think so. Anyway, eat the chips and make it the happiest. Uh, No, there's no health benefits to it. And I'm a doctor. (laughs) Big underscore (laughs) kooky says bell pepper burps are the best burps. Um, Cucumber burps are also good. I don't like any burps that taste like food. No? 
Oh my no. god, dude. I was getting the I get mad that my body just doesn't metabolize and it's like, okay, be gone. No, it's like a fun little essence. I wish though this happened more with farts. Ew. Oh my what god. What do you mean you? No, but if it's like a good food. Oh no. Like you eat like some <laughs> lavender ice cream and then your t- your tummy's acting up, you get the hot toots no. from the dairy, and then what if no. you just Nicole, you just like farted like a glade plug-in. You know what I mean? No, I, I think we have to have the technology to be able to f- perfume our farts. Yeah, it's a special kind of underwear. Don't ask me how I know that. Where can one purchase this underwear? <laughs> Do they make it for men? I'll wear ladies' underwear. I don't care. <laughs> Makes me feel sleek it's, like a dolphin. It's unisex. And <laughs> also, I will send you the link later. Talk about freak loaf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, thank you so much for stopping by A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or Zada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your radical dishes, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen. We'll see you all next time. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.